You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob, joined by Ty Bo and Sean. I did not mess that up this week. I thought about it real hard. You won't. You're not getting you. another one out of me. He's not Ty Bo. I am. We're coming back to you after an NFL Week 16. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. We're coming back to you after an NFL Week 16 for the Christmas holiday. Uh, and i got to be honest, the games were a lot better than any of us thought they were going to be. Before we get too far into breaking down how Some this week... <laughs> games were better. They were better than we thought they were. We're... But we do have some news that we need to get through here. Let's start this one off. News. Nudes. Coming from Adam Schefter, the Ravens-Steelers game this upcoming Sunday has been flexed to the 7.20 p.m. game. The Rams-Chargers has now been flexed out of the Sunday night slot. We've got a new Sunday night football game. Should be be pretty good. They flexed out the SoFi Showdown, bro? He did flex out the SoFi Showdown. It's really the SoFi Slowdown because... These, neither of these teams are that good. Next up from Ian Rappaport, the Panthers coach Steve Wilkes announced that J.C. Horn will have wrist surgery uh, today. It was today, which is Tuesday. Uh, his status is to be yet determined uh, and will be at a later date once they uh, define exactly what was going on in the wrist. Uh, coming from Ari Mirov, the Seattle Seahawks have placed starting uh, tight end Will Disley on IR, ending his season with a knee injury. He did finish this year with career highs in receptions, 34, and yards, 349. He also did have three <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> what Shot a career high, man. What a career high, dude. 34 Jesus. receptions. He usually I picks remember. up one of these injuries a year, though. Like he, He's yes. had a... And everybody thought like uh, he was going to be great coming in and uh, just has not been, especially with a quarterback like Russell Wilson when he was in Seattle, clearly loves to use tight ends. Uh, Disley has not been that guy. Up next, coming from information uh, from Rappaport, Ian Rappaport, about the Arizona Cardinals Pro Bowl safety, Buda Baker, one of the heartbeats of the team and its captain, suffered a fractured shoulder during the loss on uh, uh, Sunday night's game and is out the final two games uh, per Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofalo. Unbelievable that he did not come out of that game. Dude played an entire game on a broken shoulder. That's Buddha, man. You might have been meditating on the sidelines. Stop it. Okay. Um, in some other injury news, this one coming from Adam Schefter, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa is once again in concussion protocol per the new head coach. Or no, excuse me, wrong place. Uh, per head coach Mike McDaniel. Um Interesting. This is the third time now that Tua has entered protocol. To our knowledge, he has been diagnosed with one, undiagnosed with another. There's a lot of stuff flying around in the media right now. The question that needs to be asked is, 
if you're his quarterback coach, his offensive coordinator, the head coach in Mike McDaniel, knowing that this is the third time your starting quarterback, young starting quarterback, um, has joined the protocol uh, for possibly having a, a concussion, regardless if you make the playoffs or not, do you bench Tua? Whether, regardless of whether the uh, medical staff deems him uh, okay to play. For future health, yeah. Three in one year is just way too much. And the one he, the major one he took earlier in the year was a lot to take in. And he's still having more after that. That's just take a year off. Your life is way more important than a game. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of just player fans out there that would say that um, there's a lot of, I think it's more older style coaches that would, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say force a player to go in because players are usually chomping at the bit to go play. Um, but, yeah, you CTE is nothing – to take lightly. Um, scary things can happen later on in your life. Um, so I, even if Tua wants to play, like I'm the type of person that would, that would sit him. Um, I don't think Miami this year has shown that they're those types of people, um, coaching staffs, whatever. Um, but we'll see. It's it's a tough call. There are a lot of things that are in play here. Number one, he's got to pass protocol. The doctors have to pass. Uh, he's, he's got to pass the concussion protocol to even be considered allowed to play. Um, the next portion is, is does Tua want to play? If Tua says that he doesn't want to, he wants to rest up, then the team has to abide by it. If Tua wants to play, then it comes down to coaching personnel, Mike McDaniel and the rest of them and the ownership group to come through and say, yes, he can play if he wants to, or we legally have no ability to hold him out if he's cleared and he wants to play. Uh, so then it comes down to the coaches and, and, and everybody else making those decisions to decide that they are going to bench him or not. Um, so there are quite a few things that need to go throughout it. I would recommend to a be, you know, take, take the decision into his own hands and, and maybe take his health into his own hands. Um, but Nick Wright on, uh, on his show on Fox earlier today made an interesting point. I won't agree or disagree with it because it, it's really hard to, to say as somebody who's not part of the NFL, but uh, one thing to keep in mind is Tua has been on the chopping block since he's been drafted. He came in with a hip injury. He did not play the best. Fitzmagic was their guy that year. Then they, you know, they they have Tua for a full year. Doesn't play all that great with a bunch of rookies and second year players at wide receiver. Uh, beat up offensive line, not that great. You bring in a brand new coach. You change a lot of things around. You bring in a guy like Tyreek Hill, and you end up playing okay. You have really good games. You have some really bad games like this past week against uh, the Green Bay Packers. 
Uh, it's a tough call. And one of the things that could be running through to his head is if I don't play, then my job is in jeopardy. But another thing that should be running through his head is if I do play, not only is my job still in jeopardy because I'll be, I could be playing bad. My life could also be in jeopardy. So a lot of different factors that need to be considered on all parts, medically ownership, coaching, and then Tua himself. Into some other news, um, not necessarily injury, but a player uh, who will be benched continuously. Coming from Ari Mirov, the Colts head coach Jeff Saturday told reporters that they're sticking with Nick Foles as their starting quarterback for Sunday's game versus the Giants. That means that veteran Matt Ryan will sit on the bench once again. Uh, from Monday Monday night's game, very interesting situation happened there. Uh, safety Derwin James uh, hit a defenseless receiver. I feel fairly egregiously. Uh, I'll get the boys' thoughts here in a minute. Uh, but he was ejected. He was penalized and then ejected from the game. Uh, this news coming from Tom Pelissaro, the Chargers safety Derwin James will not be suspended for the hit on Colts wide receiver Ashton Dolan that led to his ejection on Monday. Uh, but he still could be fined. What were your guys' thoughts on that hit? Did you guys get to see it? Uh, it was circulating all around Twitter. Uh, <clears throat> wasn't Derwin James in concussion protocol too after that? He, he is now. So not only was he ejected from that game, he immediately went into concussion protocol. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think it was suspension worthy. Um, a fine should probably come. It was pretty egregious um the stills of it make it look even worse i know um when you break stuff down sometimes in slow-mo when still pictures it can it can look look worse than it did um in real time um but it looks bad uh in both um he's leading with the head to a head um yeah that's the that's the type of hit you really don't want to see yeah i just saw it for the first time wow that looked terrible. Very hard to hit. Very uh, obviously, this game is violent, but that is one of the more violent hits we've seen in the last few seasons. Uh, definitely led with the head. If you're in college, that player is being ejected and out for the next game as well. Uh, I am surprised that uh, sources, whoever they may be, most likely from within the NFL, are taking a stance on no suspension. Um, I would not be surprised, especially with the contract that Derwin James just signed, that there th there will most likely be a very large and very egregious fine. Next up in the news, uh, we've got some information here from Nick Jacobs, a local uh, sports columnist here in Kansas City. Uh, Broncos defensive end Randy Gregory uh, and uh, the – uh, I don't even remember who uh, it was Rams. I think he was a linebacker. Ode Abushi uh, both have been suspended uh, moving forward from their actions in that game. They did break out in a little bit of a scuffle at the end. Uh, and both players are being suspended for at least one game. Uh, they both will be appealing uh, uh, this ruling. In more news coming from Aaron Mirov, uh, Jets head coach Robert Sala uh, says that Mike White is back and will be the starter. Joe Flacco is now the backup, and Zach Wilson is back as quarterback three and will be inactive on game days. <laughs> was another awesome. quote. 
there was another quote that even came from Robert Sala in this two-part tweet. Zach Wilson still has a huge plan in our future. We're not quitting on the young man yet. The huge plan is try to, trying to trade him for draft capital. Uh, or having some, him be the perennial practice squad quarterback. It could be. Uh, they pay him far too much money to to be that, uh, even though he is on a rookie <laughs> contract. It's it's still too much for that. Uh, there was some news that we did talk about on our uh, Kansas City Chiefs podcast. If you have not listened to that, go back and do so. But the uh, Denver Broncos released a statement earlier today that they have parted ways, fired head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Um, they, they have decided to also stick around with the GM that, uh, that they kept who brought in Hackett and made the trade and signed Russell Wilson to the 200 plus million dollar extension. Uh, not only did they do that, but they fired the, uh, offensive line coach, the special teams coach, they're really clearing house. Uh, the funniest portion of that in a tweet that came from Adam Schefter, the Broncos, um, players were informed earlier today that the senior assistant coach, Jerry Rosenberg, whom Nathaniel Hackett had Hackett had hired during the season to aid him in clock managed strategy is now taking over as the Broncos interim head coach effective immediately. So the guy who Nathaniel Hackett brought in to help him is now taking over his job as the off, uh, as the head coach uh, for the time being. In an interesting note, uh, one that I had not seen in a tweet but have heard around, the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos was first offered the interim head coaching position and declined to take that. He thought that being too close to Russell Wilson may hurt his opportunity to become a head coach after this season. As he is, <laughs> is looking that to serious? Be a, is, no, is I'm 100% serious. Really he, the he, reason? That is really the reason. He is. He believes that if he's too tight to Russell Wilson, it could hurt his chances <laughs> at getting a head coaching job at the end of this season. And he is expected to be a head coach at the end of the season. That's hilarious. Not a good look for Broncos country. Let's ride. Uh, final bit of news here. It is with a sad heart. J.J. Watt tweeted earlier today that he will be retiring. He put a couple of pictures up of his family and his newborn baby. He did state, Koa's first ever NFL game and my last ever NFL home game. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It has been an absolute honor and a pleasure we are losing one of the greats in the NFL game regardless of what your thoughts are on him on the field he has always been a class act and one of the best defensive ends to play the game he is one of only three defensive players to win the defensive player of the year award three times in their career three times three times Three, three players, three players have won it three times. He is one of the three. So we are losing a great in the NFL. Can you name the other two? Uh, one of them is Aaron Donald. I don't remember who the other one is. You're muted. That's a fine. Damn it. <laughs> I bet it's Lawrence Taylor. Uh, you are correct. It is Lawrence Taylor. I remember that tweet now. It's Lawrence Taylor, <laughs> uh, JJ Watt, and Aaron Donald. All three have won it three times. Ern Dernard. Um, 
that's it for the news. Uh, we had to end on a little bit of a, uh, of a heartbreaking note, but uh, also there are quite a few people out there that do hate J.J. Watt. So if you are a hater of him, you are rejoicing today and not filled with a heavy heart. And that brings us to uh, where everybody's favorite segment is quite fun. What? What? Everybody's Everybody. favorite, man. Everybody's Everybody. favorite segment. If you are not TikTok in- would say otherwise. <laughs> this isn't on TikTok. Uh, it has been. I just haven't had time to put them in. Uh, uh, if you're like me, if you're like Sean, Unlike Tybo, you are playing for a top four spot in your fantasy league this week. If you're in a dynasty league, you are playing for the worst player or not to be the worst player in your league. Let's kick it over to Sean to get his recap of his just the tips for championship weekend. Yeah, uh, just a quick reminder, Tybo, Tybo, are you in the championship I am in, so I am in three leagues. I have, I, I am in two championships uh, through two leagues. Uh, I barely missed out on the championship on the third, so I'll be playing for first, second, or third in all three leagues. All right. Well, I'm in one championship as well this week. This is week two for us, so we're we're on the final one. We'll see how Let's this goes. Do it. We're gonna go with the stardoms this week. This was all right, not the best, but hopefully I get a better grade than last. Week. Quarterbacks, Justin Herbert. Terrible showing, five points. Probably the worst one on here. I'll let you guys decide that. Jared Goff, 28 points. Went off. Three touchdowns to his tight end that I don't even know his name. Couldn't even tell you. Why couldn't they use Hawkinson like that? I have no idea, man. Sad to see one that I feel like you guys questioned a little bit whenever I said it or sent it to you guys. <laughs> Gardner Minshew, 25 points. Played well. Dad played better. He did, but oh well. I started Gardner Minshew. There's a lot of people that needed quarterbacks out there. I guarantee it. Gardner Minshew wouldn't have been a bad pickup for a lot of guys that, uh, that may have been streaming. No. Running backs. Najee Harris. 15 points. You got me again. Middle of the pack. What are you going to get? Dalvin Cook, 10 points. Not too good, but it's Dalvin. He'll bounce back. Saquon, one guy that you guys are saying obviously started. He had some rough weeks there for a little bit, but Saquon, 26 points. I think his best showing of the year, if not the second best. Listen to stardom. Amon Ross St. Burn, 14 points. No touchdown. Still had seven catches for 70 plus yards. Love to see that. Chris Godwin. Shitty showing by Tom Brady, but he had 14 points. Not bad. Juju Smith Schuster. Five points. Rough. Good one for you, uh, Ty Bob here. Pat Fire. 13 Go. points. Helped you out there a little bit. Easy Helped me hit. out a lot, too. And last one, Greg Kittle. Monster game, 31 points. That's what you'd love to see from Greg. I want to point out that uh, uh, if you remember from uh, Tybo and I giving you uh, stardom, sit uh, I did text Sean uh, 
in that segment to figure out if I should uh, play Friermuth or uh, Injoku. He told me to go Friermuth. I won that game go to go to the championship by four points. Good on you. Hey, just the tips work sometimes. Sometimes. And we're going to go to the sit because, like I said, it only works sometimes. Geno Smith, 11 points. Hey-o. They're going to start working for us because I'm going to put all of our opposing quarterbacks the rest. He didn't get of... hurt, though. He didn't get hurt, but he had a bad game. <laughs> I'll take that. Next best thing. <laughs> Dak Prescott, 30 points. Rough calling there. Tybo started I him. him. Yeah. I started him as well. Good on you guys. That's one person you don't listen to right there. Tom Brady, 11 points. That's about what he's been doing all year. Aaron Jones came away with four points. Love that. Tony Pollard seemed kind of like a small, low week for him. 13 points. Pretty decent, but he, he usually goes for more. Nick Chubb, a top running back that has been struggling as of late and for some unknown reason they want to throw the ball 30 times in sub-zero weather whenever you have Nick Chubb and Fremont as your running back 11 points just will not do it he should be running the ball a lot big mess up on these wide receivers here Devontae Smith what a game 32 points huge game for him Skinny bear, man. He can jump, man. Jump, man, jump, man, jump, man. Okay. Okay. T. Higgins, 27 points. What are you doing, bud? Man, I can't figure the Bengals receivers out. I can't figure Miles Sanders out on the startup setup. I'm going to keep him out of it for the rest of the year, hopefully. Yeah. Amari Cooper, 13 points. I'd like to see that. And tight ends. Dallas Carter, nine points. Darren Waller, nine points. Not as bad as it's been, but not where it should be. Oh, that was great. Just the tips. I mean, this is like a C minus, B plus. <laughs> Moving on up. Those, nothing, nothing was like terribly egregious other than like sitting Dak Prescott who got 30. I mean, you sat Dak Prescott and who Devontae. got 30. You sat Devontae. You sat, sat T. Uh, those are some big ones. That's that's what brings the grade down heavily. D plus. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I said C minus slash or, and or D plus. Said, <laughs> I'm, taking the, I'm taking the C minus. Yeah. Okay. Well, folks, we did not bring you a power ranking last week. We'll pick that back up as we get into our preview show on Friday. So make sure to check that out. But we do have some implications for week 17 that are coming up for the playoffs. First, let's get to the AFC of the teams who have already clinched and their current seedings. Clinched it. Clinched it right between their ass cheeks. Clinched. You've got the Buffalo Bills, who are currently at the number one seed in the AFC, the Chiefs, who are currently at the number two. 
Baltimore Ravens, who are currently at the number three. And then you've got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, no, excuse me, Cincinnati's in the three spot. You've got the Baltimore Ravens and the Los Angeles Chargers who fall in outside of the top four. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals do have that final game, and the Bengals play the Bills this week. Bills can clinch the number one seed this week if they win and the Kansas City Chiefs lose. They could also lose the number one seed right away if they lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati clinches an AFC uh, North division title with a win and a Baltimore loss or tie. They can also win by tying as long as Baltimore loses. Miami Dolphins clinch a playoff berth with a win and a New York Jets loss slash tie or a Miami tie with a Jets loss and a Pittsburgh loss or tie. Moving on to the NFC, the teams who have clinched so far, the Minnesota Vikings, the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the New York Giants, who have not yet clinched, can with a win. They also have seven other different ways that they can clinch that I will not go all the way through with. <laughs> uh, but as long as they win, they are in. They could, uh, the, the others go into uh, ties uh, or other teams losing. Philadelphia Eagles can clinch the NFC East division as long as they win this week or as long as the Dallas Cowboys lose. They could also lock up the number one seed in the NFC as long as they win. You win, you get the you get the title of the NFC East, and you get the number one seed locked up. Now, Tampa is in a hot, hot, hot race to finish up the NFC South. The only thing that they have to do to ensure that Tom Brady makes the playoffs and what will probably be his last season is win. Their destiny lies in their own hands. They win and they're in, they lose, most likely they're out. And finishing up the NFC, you've got the Washington Commies. They can clinch a playoff berth in week 17. First thing they have to do is win. They'll also need a Seattle loss, a Detroit loss, and a Green Bay loss or tie. One thing that Green Bay will have to do to ensure that they get in is win all three of their games. They win all three of their games. They're in. They will need a little bit of help. Uh, excuse me, the remaining two, that was including the, the, the win against the Dolphins. They have to continue to win out. As long as they win out, they should be able to make it into the playoffs. There's quite a few things going on, some teams that are on the outs and ins, but teams that can clinch up some spots this week and some teams that can lose some spots this week. We'll have to figure out what it looks like after week 17 because we do have quite a few good games that are coming up. Before we can even get into that towards the end of the week, we first have to go through our games of the week that we chose um, for week 16. I'll start off. It is, I did pick the Bengals versus the Patriots. This ended up being a much better game at the end than it was in the first half or in the first portion of the game. The Bengals did start off uh, very, very hot. They went up 22 points in the first half. It was 22 to nothing, 22 unanswered. Uh, it was disgusting. Uh, Joe Burrow slinging it left and right. The offensive line played absolutely fantastic. Joe Mixon 
was cutting it up 4.1 yards to carry looked like Isaiah Pacheco out there. The Bengals were looking very strong. Uh, New England looked piss poor. I'll be honest. Uh, but in the second half, they did start to mount a comeback. They started off scoring six points in the third quarter, and they started to mount it. They came back. The Bengals did not score a single point in the second half. That's not something that you see from this Bengals team with Joe Burrow at the helm. Um, that's not normal. They looked like the Kansas City Chiefs and the AFC Championship game last year uh, to a much more inferior team. Um Zach, or excuse me, not Zach, Mac Jones was on fire, brought the team back, score after score after score, and at the end, turned the ball over when they were in the red zone and ready to pounce on a win. Uh, it took a lot of help. They did get quite a few turnovers. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach, goodness, I'm doing it again. Give me a fine. Goodness. Mac Jones looked uh, much better in that second half. Uh, he went 21 for 33, 240 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, the offensive line did not help him in any way. The other player who did not help him in any way was Ramondre Stevenson, a guy who has been very solid all year up into the final couple of the games where he has looked very, very bad, coughed up the ball at the end to give and seal the victory for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it was and did end up being what uh, what we all consider a trap game almost to its full completion. Uh, Cincinnati will need to rebound very strongly in a game that they have coming up next with the current AFC leaders in the Buffalo Bills. Also from that game, Mac Jones with another dirty play. Shocker. <clears throat> he is the Grayson Allen of the NFL. He, he very much is. If uh, if nobody saw it, uh, he did die. Uh, he, he threw an interception and then did dive at the ankles of. Um, oh, who did he dive at the ankles of? Uh, was it Eli Apple? Yeah, I believe it was Eli Apple dove at his ankles as he tried to uh, follow in uh, his teammate to help him get the score. Uh, Mac Jones ran in front of him, collapsed at his ankles, could have ended very poorly uh, for Eli Apple, which nobody would be upset at. But uh, at the end of the day, he can't be a dirty player. Moving on to my game of the week now, Giants versus Vikings. Vikings 27, Giants 24. And here we are yet again with the Vikings somehow winning a one-score game. They won this with a career-long and franchise record field goal by Dan Joseph at 61 yards. Here's a crazy stat for you. The Vikings are 11-0 and in one-score games this year. 11-0. and That cannot continue throughout the playoffs, throughout the rest of the year. That's got to bust eventually, and look forward to bust very soon because it is Kirk Cousins. How dumb are we going to look if it doesn't? <clears throat> Like, maybe they're just a team that's good and knows how to win close games at this point. I don't care how dumb I look. I, Do they still have a negative just, point differential? They're at a plus five point differential. Plus five. That's crazy. I mean, you – no, that, that that tells you they're going to lose very early in the playoffs. Yeah. Very early. You don't want to see that. But Kirk Cousins strikes again somehow because it's a noon game. He basically only had two targets all day, TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. TJ Hawkinson came away with 13 catches for 109 yards. I want to say two touchdowns. I believe it was. I did not check the stats on that one. 
Justin Jefferson came in with 12 catches for 133 yards. So 242 yards of Kirk's 299 yards passing to those two guys. One, you got to be thinking, what did Detroit think trading TJ Hawkinson to an uh, in-division rival like the Vikings whenever he's doing stuff like this? And Justin Jefferson, man, probably the top receiver in the league. It's either him or Tyreek. Could be some debate for Tyreek, but here's a stat for you. He just beat Randy Moss for the franchise record of receiving yards in a year with 1,756, and he is still counting. Boys, here's should another Justin Jefferson, should he be here's the MVP? Stat. Let me tell you the stat so you can think about that even longer. He also hit the 100-yard mark for the 24th time in 48 games. That is the most among any players through their first four seasons. And oh guess what? Gosh. He's still in his third season. Uh, he's the Pat Mahomes of wide receivers. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, the MVP is basically a quarterback award these days. I'd like to see us start including more players from outside of the quarterback. It's the whole reason why we position. have an offensive player of the year award. Okay. Like, should we name you it something to, different than, but just because of the way the game is played, the most valuable player on your team is more than likely going to be the quarterback. He touches the ball more than anybody on the field. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't. Um, to to really be the most valuable player in the league as a non-quarterback, you have to be doing stuff that's above and beyond, like, normal, great play. You know, like, Pat Mahomes is doing yards. that at the quarterback position. Well, one place that does not happen is San Francisco because their quarterback, they can have anybody in there. That's what I'm saying, like – as as good as receivers that the Minnesota Vikings have had, Kirk Cousins is not throwing 1,700 yards to any other receiver with games to go. And it could be argued that while the quarterback position is the most important position in the league, when you put a guy like Tyreek Hill in Miami with Tua, Tua becomes a competent quarterback. So I, you know, uh, it's tough to say. I think I think we do need to start adding in guys outside of the quarterback position and really look at what these guys are doing with who is throwing them the ball as well. Kirk Cousins is league average or just above league average, and to have Justin Jefferson be able to do what he's doing, uh, it needs to be in that conversation for me. Oh, I vote. Yeah. <laughs> that that's fine. <laughs> I was waiting. I was We're just waiting for it. Give me a fine, please. I'll give fine. you two. Uh, I'm please, racking, I'm racking up two. that pot uh, so I can win it. <laughs> My game of the week was Eagles Cowboys, and uh, this was quite an exciting game. Um, both defenses came to play. 
Um, and for this game to be as close as it was, 34 to 40, um, when Philly is playing with Jalen Hurts, Dallas better watch out. Um, if they meet each other in the playoffs and Jalen Hurts is healthy, look for this game to go the other way. Um, Dak Prescott got sacked six times in this game. Gardner Minshew, Gardner Russell, <laughs> didn't get sacked um, at any. He didn't. There wasn't any recorded sacks um, by the Cowboys. Um, Minshew did fumble twice. Um, he recovered one of those. He threw two picks. Um, and then on top of that, Miles Sanders uh, fumbled uh, at a crucial point in the fourth quarter. Um, they, they basically handed Dallas the game kind of the same way that we handed Cincinnati the game with the Travis Kelsey fumble. Um, it came at a bad time um, and killed the game for them. And Dallas played just well enough to win the game. Um, but, I mean, Philly sacked them six times, and they had an interception of their own. Um, this – with Minshew playing, this could have gone either way. 34-40 um, to 40 is is too close for comfort for Dallas um, with how much smack you were talking on Jalen Hurts. Um, you were facing his backup, um, and you only won by six points. Jalen Hurts, system quarterback. No. Gardner even beat. had a rush touchdown in that game. I, dude, you put somebody in that system and then you put up 34 points on the Dallas Cowboys who have this amazing defense that everybody keeps talking about and this great air raid offense that has been praised so much the last few weeks. Jalen goes in there and he wins that game, but I don't see the score being much more separated separated than it was with, with Garner Minshew in. Um, and I could still see the Eagles losing w- with Jalen in. Um, I think you can put quite a few quarterbacks in this system. Turns out um, well, not, not too much different than, than what's going on. Yeah. Garner you? Minshew is – one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He could be a starter for a few teams. Yeah. So he's a solid quarterback who can still sling the ball. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think he's kind of – I mean, fearless is almost the word for it. Like, he – um, if you remember when he played the Chiefs, uh, when he played for the Jaguars – um, I mean, the dude was letting bombs fly. Um, but the Jalen Hurts, you, you make an offense for a guy like Jalen Hurts. When Gardner Minshew comes in, that's a slightly – that's a condensed play, play, playbook. I realize he got a rushing touchdown in this game, but Jalen Hurts is not running the same kind of offense that Gardner Minshew is running, um, when, even when it's for the same team. Um, that's a your 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 playbook is is slightly altered. Um, you you call um, more plays. You call certain plays you wouldn't call with Jalen out there. Um, and I do feel like Jalen in this game, um, the way they use him in the running game, the way that offense is set up, I think they control the clock better. Um, I think there's less 
turnovers for the Eagles. Um, I think this could have been a 21-point swing um, if you put Jalen Hurts in there, but that's talking about a lot of hypotheticals and all this and that. Um, yeah, I think I think Philly's the way Philly's defense play and, and the the style of offense that you uh, bring with Jalen Hurts. Um, I think they control the clock better, um, and Dallas doesn't score forty points. But what do I know? I don't. I don't coach. I don't play in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even a twenty-one point swing the last time Philly played the Cowboys with Jalen Hurts in, and it was against Cooper Rush. They won by nine points. I'm talking about this game. I, I understand that, but you're saying, you know, this with Jalen Hurts, it wasn't the last time either. It wasn't a 21-point swing. So uh, it, it it would be very interesting. No, I'm in just talking about alone. this this last game. Yeah, I'm not talking only, that, about... only that game. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Jalen Hurts is not an MVP candidate and shouldn't be. And having Garner Minshew in that game shows that. Oh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. There's <laughs> should never have been a question about it. Any anybody that says otherwise just irrationally hates the Chiefs because we've been too good for so long. Five straight years of twelve wins. Too good. We have re- we have replaced the New England Patriots. Before we get and to we haven't even our... won as many Super Bowls. So let's go, boys. What's going on? We got to win them. Before we get to our Pick'em review of the week, uh, let's talk about some of the things that happened. We obviously covered three of the better games that came out of Week 16, um, but uh, one interesting piece, uh, we all screwed up in picking this game, the Titans versus uh, the Texans, uh, not realizing that Ryan Tannehill is out for the season. The Jaguars have locked up without locking up the AFC South. Oh no. If I don't not, think it's a lock. I don't think it's a lock yeah. by any means. Not a lock? I mean, no, I they can be the they can be bad. The Jaguars are hot right now and their remaining schedule is not necessarily that difficult. They even have to play the Titans one more time. They can be bad. They're going to lose to the Texans. <laughs> yes. That would be perfect. You guys. Let's talk about uh, one of the other better games from the weekend. It was the Packers who went into Miami to take on the Dolphins and won 26 to 20. Can Tua not play in snow games? Uh, I think Tua, considering what we talked about in the news section, Sorry, um, sorry, but I know not even like, just play football anymore. <laughs> you can't play football. Okay. Awesome. Okay. And it's three bad picks to a not so has great the, defense. Has the NFL figured him out? And the it's not like he Packers played defense had to figure it out. Well, yeah. And it's not like he played that poorly against the Bills in a snow game the week before. Uh winter weather I mean, he, he's from Hawaii. He played in Alabama. He's now in Florida. Hawaii. It doesn't get very cold. Um, I, I wouldn't say that it uh, necessarily has anything to do with the uh, weather that's outside. I think it has to do with who Ohana. he is as a quarterback. Malakaliki Maka. 
Huma huma nuka nuka apua. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Green Bay, do they do they make the playoffs? Do they win out? Do they make the playoffs? No. They're not dead. They're, They're not, not dead, dead, but no. They can't. The Lions are the finish above them. I would love to see that. I don't think they beat the Vikings either, but they are getting hot at the right time. This is what Aaron Rodgers does. Make the playoffs? Make the playoffs and folds in the playoffs to the Niners. He does that, but he does that when they're also one of the higher seeds. They don't do that as a low seed where he can just sling it and not really have any repercussions. They're not supposed to win these games so he can go out more loosely. You're Aaron Rodgers. You got to go out there loosely enough anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know. His uh, his legacy is forever going to be losing in the playoffs. So let, I hope they make it just so he can lose again one more time. To the Niners. To, to the Do Niners. the Dolphins make the playoffs after this loss? Yes. Okay. I wouldn't there, mind seeing them is, in the first round if we don't get the ones. Don't believe in yeah, the there is a decent likelihood that they'd be coming to Arrowhead. Um, if we don't get the one seat, wouldn't mind that. Smacking Tyreek, sending him back to South Beach. What are some other games that you guys uh, thought had some good uh, storylines from the weekend? It was great to see the Rams whoop the Broncos' ass. 51 14, Baker Mayfield. Looking great. Whoa, whoa, how did I miss this? <laughs> yeah. Did you say 51 14? 14. Oh, shit. Go back and looking at the box score, we'll just start with the Broncos. Russell Wilson, 15, 27, one touchdown, three interceptions, sacked six times for 40 yards. Ouch. Um, their run game was actually really good. Everybody had over four yards Per carry, they just didn't run the ball enough because they were down by 90. Um, Jerry Judy had a hell of a game, six receptions, 117 yards. Uh, is bad all over. And Russell Wilson now has as, as many touching, passing touchdowns as he does bathrooms in his house. Hey, it you love to see it. took 16 15 weeks. Games. 15 games, 16 weeks. You love to see it. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Well, Went 24 for 28, 230 yards, two touchdowns, zero sacks, and a QBR of 88.1. Wow. The perfect is like 92 and change. The person who really had a big game was Cam Akers, player that was possibly going to get cut earlier in the year. Three touchdowns? Three carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. He averaged 5.1 yards a carry. This is like garbage time in their season, though, because, like, this means nothing. (laughs) It doesn't, but, I mean, both of these teams are eliminated from the playoffs, but it means also a lot more for Baker and some of the guys on this Rams team who are still trying to stay relevant, maybe get extensions or go somewhere else and get paid big. Uh, And a lot of these guys that you're seeing are 
rookies or guys that are coming off of practice squads for the Los Angeles Rams as they have a lot of guys who are on injury reserve. I mean, Tyler Higby, the tight end for the Rams, was Baker Mayfield's number one target at nine receptions for 94 yards. His next was a dude named Bryson Hopkins. Never heard of him in my life. Yeah, Brandon Powell, Kieran Williams, Malcolm Brown, like guys, guys who were coming off of practice squads and and still going out there and smacking the Denver Broncos 51 to 14. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett definitely did deserve to get fired the day after Christmas. 51 points to the Rams. And well, not names. only that, you have the uh you have <laughs> when your you're captain, supposed to have some one of the best defenses in the NFL, too. Number two defense in the league. <clears throat> and it doesn't help that your starting defensive end starts a fight after the game is over. And it yeah. doesn't help that your captain and best offensive lineman is physically assaulting your backup quarterback on the sideline in the middle of the game. Do something, Rip. We love Russ. <laughs> uh you guys want to talk about the Lions loss real quick? Sad. Very sad. Sean cried. Sam Darnold, yeah. the guy? Sean see, called see. me in in tears. Did he? It's true. Yeah. What did he say? He was sad. I, he couldn't hear me. I was crying. That the Lions lost. <laughs> Is Sam Darnold a dude now? No. Yeah. 15 for 22, 250 in a tud. He's just as good as Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Stop. Jeez. Trevor Lawrence doesn't have two running backs who rush for over 125 yards apiece. He could have when they had James Robinson still. Yeah. yeah. Well, Carolina had two running backs who rushed for over 100 yards apiece. That was Deontay Foreman, 21 carries, 165 yards, 7.9 per carry. They also had Chuba Hubbard, 12 Chuba. carries, 125 yards. He averaged 10.4 per carry. It's a first down. Are you average. you not confident enough on that call out, Sean? You, you don't think that's a fine? It is. I corrected him. Okay. Chuba, it's Chuba. Chuba. Chuba and Chuba. They called him Chuba and the, they called him Chuba in the Big Twelve. They call him Chuba in the, in the NFL. You finding me for it? Oh, go watch absolutely. the big go go watch the Big Twelve, you nerd. <laughs> big Twelve. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry. You're a Mizzou fan, and you watch the SEC while Mizzou gets absolutely murdered every week. I'm not a are you fan. are you a Mizzou fan, John? No. Uh, yeah, I didn't think so. Okay, okay. whatever. <laughs> what am I, KU fan? College sports is boring. Yeah. You guys are boring. Let's get into our pick'em review for the week. It is coming down to the very, very end here. We've got two more weeks to go, and we will be picking the Thursday night game here shortly. It's falling into place, people. It's falling into place. It may be locked up before the playoffs get through. John comes in third place this week. Nine wins, seven losses. He continues to drop and drop and drop. Now, I did have to go back and recalculate all the wins and losses. So that brings Sean. Uh, I, I did say he had 127 wins last week. That was incorrect. He had 100. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're at 137 now. 137 wins, 99 losses, and the three ties. 
apologize for my math being awful. In a recount. I will send you the spreadsheet if you would like to. I'm not doing it a fourth time. And I came in second place with 10 wins, six losses. That brings my grand total to 134, 103 with the three ties that we have here. And that means that Tybo was your winner for week 16. He continues his streak, keeping it alive. 11 wins, five losses. He got it by one game this week. That brings his grand total to 145 wins, 92 losses, and three ties. I'm the first to hit 100 losses, but I am steadily climbing back over Sean. Hopefully I can at least take second place away from him. That'll leave him with a punishment. Not going to happen. Love to see that. That means we have got our Thursday night football game. It is, uh, is this the last Thursday night uh, football game of the season, boys? I believe that it is. Everybody has to play on Sunday in week 18 so that you don't know who is going where uh, when they've wrapped up. So this is the last Thursday night game uh, that we get to watch. It is the Dallas Cowboys who will head into Tennessee to take on the Titans in Nissan Stadium. The Titans at home are 10 and a half point dogs. (laughs) Now, again, Ryan Tannehill is out for the rest of the season, including the playoffs. Tybo, you won. Are you going in first place again? Switch it up. Why? You got complained a big about it the entire season and then just decided that, you know what, he's going to continue to run it the same way it has been. Pick, pick one. Do you want to go big you lead? Know why? You know why? You know why? Because it fucks with you guys more when I go first. It does. No, Especially I, Sean. I usually already have my picks picked out. Wait, so Sean was Sean was last. Sean was last, so he so gets to if, go after. If if I don't choose first, he has he to goes go first. first. Yes, the last place always has to go in first if the first okay. place winner does not choose to go. I will I will choose to go last. Okay. Oh, means Sean is first. I'm <clears throat> second. Tybo is third. Give me the boys. That's going to be all across the board, too, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cowboys across the board. Very easy for this game. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, Malik Will, uh, Willis is uh, in the NFL. Shaky. He almost oh, got 100 hey, yards passing. Catch it up to me. Almost. Dang. You're not catching up. We got two weeks in playoffs. We'll see if something can shake out here. I'm going to have it locked up by the divisional one. Possible, very possible. Well, we'll have to uh, keep tabs on that. Make sure you stick around with us to see how that's going to lock up. Who's winning the fine bucket this year? And hey, see if we can tr- come up. Do we have a tat? Like, what? How much is in the fine bucket right now? Can you give us an update? Yeah. Uh, uh, did you get I'm the fines up. from the shows that you were not a part of this past week? How many were they? I think there was. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there was two or three fines. I don't, For who? Know. I don't know. You got to go back and listen to him. Executive <laughs> assistant producer. I did. I didn't have my shit with me. Oh my gosh. This guy. I was sick. What do you want from me? <laughs> no, if you're sick, you better be like that. You should be doing that. <laughs> what else what is are you your doing? Job? I didn't have it with me. It was your job. 
Create my a graph new, is right here. You nerd. My tally marks. Yeah. What, what do we got? Minus last week. I'm sitting over here at seventeen dollars. Looks like it. I, I just been telling you. <laughs> oh, geez, he hasn't he hasn't done the discrepancy between a dollar and the fifty cent fines. This guy. Tybo sitting at eighteen. <laughs> Bullshit. Tybo sitting at twenty eight. <laughs> I mean, I'm going back and I'm winning in the bucket money. though. Like that's what I want. That's all I got know. for you, man. Like, <laughs> that's all I got. This guy. Well, I need I need better from you next week when we bring Pickham. I will need the bucket. I will need to know where we're at. Go back and listen to every single giving me this responsibility since I don't do anything else. (laughs) (laughs) I could have I could have kept track of you. Could have. I know you could have. I don't know if I trust your counting. Ooh. Okay. I've only been fined twice all year. That is a bold statement been, and a yeah, hardcore lie. You've been fined 18 times. <laughs> <laughs> I got that down for you. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna need an accurate count <clears throat> of the fine bucket come next week. <laughs> 45 bucks right now. Minus the winner, which is probably gonna be time. I don't I don't think that's right. There's a lot of 50 centers in there. Anyway, we'll be back uh, next week to bring you our Pick'em More Games of the Week and Sean finishing off his last week of Just the Tips to help your fantasy teams out to win your championships and your third places so hopefully all of you can make money. We'll catch you back next week. As always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs.